It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke. Zach, Keith, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, Producer Steve. Wednesday, we call it Hump Day, July 26th. July 26th. And uh, yes, less than five months from today is Christmas. It is hard to believe, as my father said. Uh, my fatherisms, uh, the time waits on no one. And uh, we each have 24 hours in a day. We have the choice on what we do with each of those 24 hours. And uh, under uh, capitalism, the American idea, we get to keep most of the fruits of the labor of uh, those 24 hours under socialism uh, through taxation and fines and uh, fees and all kinds of things like that. Um, the government uh, takes uh, more and more of uh, the fruits of our labor. So that we're in this big Big battle for America and the American idea. And uh, when we talk about conservatism, uh, con- what conservatism means to me and what it really is, is preserving these ideas, conserving, preserving the idea that, of what America was founded on, that we're all created in the image of God and uh, that we have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that is worth conserving and preserving. And that's why we do this show, Producer Steve. It is. So let us carry on. Carry on. Well, uh, check out the. the yes. Maybe I shouldn't yell, but <laughs> carry on means different things to different people. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we will we and we will carry on um, because the battle is too important. Check out the website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guest as well as our uh, most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com. And uh, thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. I purchased my airtime for both uh, the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories. Um, And so I'm truly an independent voice, not having to um, push the narrative of uh, corporate talking heads or political agendas. Uh, We search to bring truth and clarity to these issues for you so that you can engage in the battle of ideas. We look at these issues through that lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. My friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunities, or lives. And force can be a weapon, but it can also be policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, and then this agenda of the World Economic Forum. And we're seeing this play out with the Biden administration uh, wanting to um, basically outlaw things that have made our lives more um, more uh, enjoyable, uh, easier. Um, and that would be, for example, a, a water heater so that you can have a hot shower in the morning, um, a gas um, range so that you can cook 
the foods that you want at the temperature that you want or mow your lawn. Uh, there is an assault on everyday things that everyday people use that makes their lives better. And so this show, we'll be talking with uh, Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy about uh, this whole green energy thing. And um, when he and I were talking, um, we're talking about kind of the fallacies of of green energy. And that'll take us over to one of our headlines that we'll talk about here in a little bit regarding Amazon. Uh, So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But again, uh, I thank all of you for for supporting us uh, because um, we've got to have these independent voices here in Colorado and across America to be shedding light on all that is going on. America's Veterans Stories uh, broadcasts every Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. It also broadcasts a previous show, 10 to 11 p.m. on Sunday nights and uh, also 10 to 11 on Saturday nights. So there's three different America's Veteran Story shows that are broadcasting on all of the KLZ platforms. And those platforms are KLZ 560 AM, KLZ 100.7 FM, the KLZ website where you just hit the Listen Live button, and the KLZ app. A story that we're going to share this weekend is the story of Pap- the story of Pappy Gunn uh, from the book Indestructible by John Bruning. And uh, it's basically a book report by a 95-year-old retired United States Air Force Colonel uh, Bill Rutledge. And it is uh, absolutely fascinating, so you will not want to miss that. This Sunday, our word of the day, let's get over here to that, is, did you want to say something, Producer Steve? I just got a smile thinking of Colonel Rutledge when you just said a book report. I bet you he thought he left book reports behind (laughs) 80 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, true that. True that, but it is, uh, It's maybe I should say, it's a re- review of the book. Does that sound better? Yeah, <laughs> but the story is awesome, and I'm also thinking of you know the main figure in the story. I'm thinking, was there a specific time frame? Did he quote years, the 43, 44, somewhere in there? It was... At the height uh, of you know the Pacific War? Well, yeah, it was, I think, in 1943 when Pappy Gunn started to reconfigure those bombers. But but they, he, they were in the Philippines, and his wife and four children were captured by the uh, Japanese and were in a Japanese POW camp for three years. Well, I guess you know, the, the other part of it, my thinking, is wondering what the, well, life was like for the, you know, Pappy Gunn. 10 years earlier, 10 to 12 year, years earlier, because Colonel Rutledge made a point to say, you know, his education was limited. And, you know, what he what was he doing 10 to 12 years before all this happened? And look where he ended up. It's just an incredible yeah. story. It is. It is. And uh, with the, all the, the news that we see coming across our computer screens and it, it I think and we're going to we have it scheduled. We are going to. Uh, do an interview with Jay Davidson. I'm so excited. And, and again, he's a CEO of, and founder of First American State Bank, another great sponsor of the show. And so we'll broadcast this next week because we've talked about the American idea and the sanctity of the individual. But here in 2023 America, we so many are egocentric. And I, I said to Jay, I'd like to unpack this what is the difference between the sanctity of the individual and egocentric? 
And so we're going to talk about that next week. But I think made me think of Pappy Gunn is he was not egocentric, uh, but yet he did amazing things. So you, you won't want to miss that show this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. Let's get over here to the word of the day. And the word of the day, thank you, Rosie, is sub sub. Oh, I had it. Subterfuge. Subterfuge. S-U-B-T-E-R-F-U-G-E. Subterfuge. It's a noun. It could be deception used to achieve an end, a deceptive stratagem or device, that to which a person resorts for escape or concealment, a shift, an evasion, uh, artifice employed to escape censure or the force of an argument. And so I was just thinking of... Um, the White House press secretary uses uh, subterfuge every day, right? You're stealing my thunder. I mean, when I read the word of the day, I, you know, my little sticky notes here are Corrine Jean-Pierre. This is yes. her. And again, I still haven't figured her out either. She is so far in over her head and it's only her personal life that puts her in this position. Or again, you her and her handlers, it's kind of a joint agreement that subterfuge is, is just what they're going to do. Yeah, no, I think that that's what it is, is um, with what what is happening there. And there's been a, a lot of uh, subterfuge uh, with the Biden administration. And in our pre-call, uh, the word impeachment is rolling around right now. And instead of having that word roll around, uh, it would be great if somebody stepped up to the plate and took some action on that. Well, I, as I, you know, in that call, you and I were chatting and yeah, the, the word impeachment is flying around many different directions. And the little bit that I pay attention to social media, there seemed to be a very common response. And that was, let's stop talking about it and let's do it. Well, I think that there's um, more and more proof of just the um, uh, just the audacity. Uh, yeah, of of this Biden family, and uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Somebody told me that, uh, and I guess I haven't been paying attention. That Kamala Harris said that she's running for president. And that she was ahead in some poll, and I, I, I just about fell over my chair, off my chair. Did you? Have you heard that? I heard it's been almost three, four weeks ago now, and I probably should have gone back to see if they get a transcript of it. Somebody was looking at the whole big picture from the Democrat side of things regarding 2024 and who the nominee is going to be. It was fascinating because she is—I don't know how to describe what word best describes that a hot potato they they the leadership really doesn't want her there but they've got to play ball because of her gender because of her uh ethnicity i guess and they got to play ball and the best they can do is to put her out there and say here you get the same uh methods of competing with the rest of the field as everyone else good luck to you and hope she doesn't do well that's that was basically the assessment well, and uh, RFK Jr. certainly is making things interesting over on the Democrat side. Uh, I know, I mean, I know a lot of people that are very excited about him as a candidate, and uh, so this is super interesting. This is America, but let's let's get over here to you know what? Let's do. We'll do this in just a minute, and that is uh, our quote of the day, and uh, from. Um, our Medal of Honor recipient. It is absolutely an, another amazing story. And as we are engaging in the battle of ideas, we can take heart from these Medal of Honor recipients. When, uh, when the situation presented itself, they took action. 
Uh, they didn't sit on the sideline. They didn't get on their computer and send out something to everybody and say, hey, look at this. They took action, and that is what we need to be doing is taking action. Uh, but an action item that you might want to take today is it is Wednesday, which means it's Wingsday at Hooters Restaurants. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. So if you're having friends over, it's a, a great uh, great little hors d'oeuvre to have for all your friends. And uh, so, again, that's Wingsday at Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And they have great specials for happy hour and um, lunch as well. Uh, how I got to know them, a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism and proper role of government. You can find that at my website. And again, uh, it is Wingsday at Hooters Restaurants. Another great sponsor of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team at now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about popular rationalism at KimMunson.com. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and we, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And on our bumper music, uh, <laughs> Wednesdays, uh, you kind of caught me off guard, but I love I, these big westerns. Oh, I, my gosh. I, I love them. It caught me off guard when it started playing. I said, hey, that's the bumper. And I realized, oh, my gosh, we're back from break <laughs> yeah you and i <laughs> we're doing our in between talking but uh, now which which song is that where's that from how the west was won oh yes okay and that i mean that movie was just in terms of they scooped up every hollywood star at the time i think it's early 60s um, yeah every everybody's in that movie <laughs> everybody yeah. Yeah. Oh, great music. Great music. So, okay, let's get over here, first of all, to our quote of the day. And uh, as you know, I'm taking these quotes from 
uh, this great little quote book from the Center for American Values, which, my friends, there's it's so important that we remember our American values of honor, integrity, and patriotism. That is what uh, that's what they really focus on. So we've got this this component where they honor our Medal of Honor recipients, but also this whole educational program, and uh, it, it hosts a variety of educational lessons through their HIP outreach program, and uh, they're going to be doing a big thing on 9-11. I will be down in uh, Pueblo for that. Um, the Constitution, early immigration, all kinds of different things. And so you can get more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. But uh, our quote of the day is from Eugene B. Flucky, United States Navy Medal of Honor recipient. And, of course, Steve, they would call him this. His, na- his name was Eugene Bennett Flucky, nicknamed Lucky Flucky, was a United States Navy Rear Admiral who received the Medal of Honor and four Navy crosses during his service as a submarine commander in World War II. He was born October, 15, er, October 5, 1913. He died in 2007. And here is the citation. It says, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as commanding officer of the USS Barb during her 11th war patrol along the east coast of China from 19 December 1944 to 15 uh, February 1945. After sinking a large enemy ammunition ship and damaging additional tonnage during a running two-hour night battle on 8 January, Commander Flucky, in an exceptional feat of brilliant deduction and bold track on 25 January, located a concentration of more than 30 enemy ships in the lower reaches of the Nankun Chiang uh, Harbor. Fully aware that a safe retirement, um, I love the way they say this stuff in, in, I guess, citation language, but getting away. So, um, fully aware that a safe retirement would nece- necessitate an hour's run at full speed through the uncharted mind and rock obstructed waters, he bravely ordered. Battle station torpedoes in a daring penetration of the heavy enemy screen and riding in five fathoms of water. He launched the barb's last four torpedoes at 3000 yard range, quickly bringing the ship's stern tubes to bear. He turned loose four more torpedoes into the enemy, obtaining eight direct hits uh, on six of the main targets to explode a large ammunition ship and cause inestimable damage by the resultant flying shells and other pyrotechnics. Clearing the treacherous area at high speed, he brought the barb through it safely and four days later sank a large Japanese freighter to complete a record of heroic combat achievement, reflecting the highest credit upon Commander Flucky, his gallant officers and men, and the U.S. Naval Service. <laughs> I'm just, can you believe it? I mean, my gosh. Eight, oh. eight torpedoes and eight hits. Can we see why they call him Lucky Flucky? Hmm. And this is what he said. We don't have problems, just solutions. Drive yourself, lead others, and never offend. Boy, I, I need to talk to Drew Dix about this because I I know he <laughs> knows all these guys. But, oh, my. <laughs> I, I mean, can you... First of all, I don't, I, I don't, I would not like to be in a submarine. I just wouldn't like to be in a submarine. But to think what they did in the enemy waters, I mean, is that not a, inspirational? Oh my gosh. I am mildly claustrophobic, and I go back and I've been inside, you know, the, that era of submarine. I don't know how they did it. I mean, you might as well be in a phone booth 
you know, the modern day submarines, the atomic submarines that we have today, I mean, they're like floating palaces or submergible palaces. But, you know, I don't know how they, those guys did it. Yeah, I don't know how they did it either. Uh, I actually, this was pre-COVID, uh, they were bringing in some of the warbirds up to Loveland. And uh, so I now I think it was a B-25 that I flew in, but I was surprised at how small it was. And, you know, the guys, uh, you know, opening those bomb bay doors and, and dropping those bombs and walking around. I, I mean, what these guys did, it is amazing. And with equipment, that's the other thing. I think we think they have today's equipment. They don't have today's equipment. And uh, again, what an amazing story. A um, couple of things, as I had mentioned to many of you, I've been in a back and forth and I was busy all day and, and my contact, I, I don't know quite how the vote came out with the Douglas County commissioners yesterday because my contact was also traveling. But I think as many of you know that uh, there was um, um, a county commissioner reading, which is every, I think it's every Tuesday, uh, regarding um, doling out grant money. And the first and foremost, my friends, is that's really not the proper role of government. And uh, my understanding, this is some of the COVID money that they're still giving out. And Steve, first of all, there is no money in Washington, D.C. They are printing it. And uh, and uh, we're, we're getting further and further into debt. And there will be a reckoning because of this. And uh, I think we'd like to have a reckoning of our own choice versus a reckoning of what will happen if we don't get our brains around this. But there is this... Um, well, let, let me just uh, let me just read this. I, and I read this to you after the show yesterday because I felt I needed to weigh in. I couldn't get down to the county commissioner meeting. So I texted all of the county commissioners this regarding um, uh, grant money that was uh, uh, proposed to go to a local pride group uh, for suicide prevention. So it's it's taking money doling it out under the guise of trying to solve a problem uh, and using compassion. I mean, how many times have you heard that uh, by PBIs uh, when they're taking people's money and giving it to somebody else, Steve? Many times? Sorry, the phone, I thought our guest was calling in. Uh, I'm sorry, repeat the question. Uh, Well, I said, how many times have we had PBIs that will take money from somebody and then they're going to give it out to an interested group under the guise of compassion and trying to solve a problem all the time. And that is not the proper role of government. And uh, the federal government does not have the money. So this is the text that I sent to the uh, county commissioners. I said, Kim Munson here, weighing in on the potential $26,000 being awarded to the local pride organization. Reasons for you to vote no. First of all, one, confusion can lead to hopelessness, which can lead to society. Pride and drag shows create confusion in our children and are antithetical to nature's law. Two, granting, and I have that in quotes, taxpayer dollars, whether fed or local, is not the proper role of government. Granting taxpayer dollars to organizations that support programs where grown men dress up like women and gyrate provocatively in front of children in a lewd manner hurts children by implanting images in their little brains that sow seeds of confusion and groups children for potential abuse. Four, this is not free money from the feds. We are trillions of dollars in debt. We don't have the money. 
five, the argument of if we don't take the money, someone else will is based on the premise of if we don't rob our neighbor, someone else will. And so do the right thing and vote no on these grants. And so, Steve, I read that to you after after the show yesterday, and then I hit send. And uh, any particular – well, I guess we're not really wanting to uh, read any f- a particular feedback that you got, right? Right. I'm not going to read. I, I did hear from two of the three commissioners. All right. We, and we can maybe set that aside for a second. Let's just say that maybe they're, they weren't swayed by what you had to say, and they're going to proceed, right? Uh well, one, uh, there was um, a, a um, possible amendment to, uh, instead of giving the money to one group, to give to another. Uh, but the bottom line is, is first of all, government should not be in the business of doing these grants. And it's gotten totally out of hand. It's not the proper role of government. Uh, so, but for, first and foremost, because take a look at it, giving this money to the pride group and any other group is um, we, we've got to stop the money because going to the we've got to stop taxpayer money going to the woke agenda basically we've got to stop it so that's the first thing and then one of the other um, commissioners challenged me a bit regarding uh, my my comments on nature's law and I, I think that I can probably talk with Trent Luce about nature's law but it is male is male female is female and um, I did um, respond back thank you and to one and and to the other said we need to get together for coffee and i i said i responded i said i am saying that men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men is antithetical to nature's law the radical trans movement is confusing our kids and canceling our young women and then um he responded back just with some liberty questions and I get, said, yes, let's get coffee schedule. And I said, I'll get back to you on that. I said, government should not be using tax dollars to grant to special interests, no matter who it is. Liberty means individuals keep the fruits of their labor instead of government taking it through taxes or borrowing dollars from our children's future so that PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties can grant money to special interests under the guise of compassion. And uh, so I, I spent, um, spent some time on those text messages, Steve. Well, okay, I, and I guess I, when you first shared it with me this morning, I was kind of disappointed, and I think about their response, and it says it's, it's, it's got to be one of two things. Either this is what they really feel about these special interests, or my thinking takes me back 31 years, 1992, Colorado voted in Amendment 2. Do you remember that? Which one was Amendment 2? Well, it was, uh, basically they were, the amendment prevented municipalities from enacting anti-discrimination laws protecting gay, lesbian, bisexual people. That's another way of saying we were not saying we're going to do special rights, like you say, in one of the opens. Yeah, I don't think we passed that, though, did we? No, well, it, we did. Yeah, we passed it, but it, it was immediately challenged, and Judge Jeffrey Bayless, you know, did his best to undo it, you know, the will of the people, and, you know, that's been a stain on our history ever since, in my opinion. But I say all that just to say that set kind of set the mold, though, for people, you know, politicians wanting to go up against a outspoken group. So I like well, either these commissioners really, truly feel that way or this 
fear of these outspoken groups because right. we all right. watched Jack Phillips, what he went through, the baker, and more recently, Lori Smith, the website designer. I mean, their cases had to go to the Supreme Court just for these people to be able to do business as they see fit. Mm-hmm. And that's why in uh, some of our lead-ins where I say if if you give people special rights, then there cannot be equal rights. And so we need to all be equal under the law. And mm-hmm. to your, your point, uh, this has been going on for a long time. And uh, it's really, you know, came out of the 60s. And so, yeah, it's been 30 years since we've been in this fight. And uh, here we now are at the culmination of, of, of what's going on. And that is, is, is uh, that we are actually using drugs or surgery to um, mutilate children. Or, uh, and we're canceling our young women. My gosh, uh, really men competing in women's sports, all this. And it, it all stems back, Steve, really to just exactly what you're saying. This, this, this has been going on for a long time, but we now are getting our brains around it. And so I just wanted to share that. And, uh, the text line is 720-605-0647. And if you want to call in at the, um, uh, last segment of the second hour, we can talk about it as well. We'll have Trent Loose on the line. Uh, but we have these important discussions because of wonderful sponsors like Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And there's some really bad ideas going on out there that are uh, <laughs> coming after your lawnmower, your water heater, your gas range. Uh, it's it's really unbelievable. First, they started with the plastic bags. All the, all of this is to try to prevent people from uh, using things that make our lives easier, better, and help us to thrive and flourish. And uh, we, we've seen that uh, hydrocarbons, natural fuels, oil and gas, whatever you want to call it, has really helped 
uh, everyday people thrive and, and prosper. And that's why we do this show on, on uh, health and hydrocarbons. And uh, I thank Harris Oil and Gas and Laramie Energy for their sponsorship of the show and have Bob Boswell, who is the CEO of Laramie Energy on the line. Bob, welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? I am doing well, um, but I realize these things that I love, like my water heater and a warm shower and and uh, air conditioning in the on these hot days. It seems like there's a, from a policy standpoint that both on the national and also on the state level here in Colorado that we've got PBIs that are are, are really have an assault upon our hydrocarbons, our natural fuels. What's the latest that you're seeing on this? Well, I think it continues at the state level, in particular, uh, regulation after regulation <clears throat> aimed at raising the cost of of hydrocarbons, the use of natural gas in particular, and and, and uh, gasoline oil uh, in the name of climate change. And the fact that the you know in the last what 60 years the population of the Earth has doubled from four billion to eight billion, that we are having an effect on the climate, but it's not. Uh, catastrophic, and that's unfortunately what's being politicized is that the effect is uh, of climate change is catastrophic. Uh, yet, even with that increase in population and the associated use of fuels, all kinds, including wood and, and dung in some of the undeveloped countries, um, is contributing uh, slightly to uh, increase in temperature. I think less than less than two degrees. When in, you know, in fact, CO2 is nature's fertilizer. And the earth is greener than it has been. Uh, we do still have, um, you know, changes in uh, climate, but that's been historically we've had the same similar changes uh, in climate and, and more drastic than now. But it's certainly not the catastrophic uh, fear element that's being used uh, politically um, to uh, increase the cost of energy and try to push us into <clears throat> what are renewables and Renewables are a good source of energy, but they're a supplement, not a not a, a replacement. Simply because of the energy density, the only thing that has the same energy or greater density is than fossil fuels uh, are is nuclear, and that's being fought as well. So it's a it's a false premise, um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it's being used as a political weapon to try to make changes that really don't benefit uh, the, the earth that much. There's a much better way to manage it. And <clears throat> unfortunately, we're trying to use it as a as a apoplectic uh, uh, type of uh, situation, which is not. Well, and Bob, as I really have watched this, uh, again, uh, natural fuels, fossil fuels, oil and gas <clears throat> is an energy source. It's a dense, dense energy source, which uh, because of it, uh, everyday people thrive and prosper. I mean, it's amazing lives that we live. We just look two generations before us, and uh, life was much harder. And, and we've got it pretty easy, and I don't think that we realize it, but yet these rules and regulations, in fact, I was just going through a couple of headlines here, and this was uh, from the Colorado Sun 
just a few days ago. It says Colorado is set to try curbing and oil gas pollution with a first-in-the-nation program that aims to tie air emission reductions to the amount of oil and gas produced. It's a framework for the rule was passed in late 2021 by the Air Quality Control Commission, but a core element, figuring out how to measure and monitor emissions, took another 18 months of negotiations to hammer out. And it says the AQCC approved the guidelines for the measurement and verification of emission levels this last Thursday, and the rule was endorsed by, endorsed by both industry and environmental groups. But but what what I see is this continued assault upon uh, the oil and gas industry, which provides a, abundant, efficient, reliable, and affordable energy. And this is going to hurt people, particularly on the the bottom of the economic ladder are trying to, to move their way up because they're going to have to pay more for just basic power to power their lives, but also the products will become more expensive too, Bob. Well, climate change is a theme, and we've seen it in the state of Colorado, but particularly on the front range, that they're using this this notion of climate change as a as a, a uh, an ability to sway politics, uh, to have people concern they they make these uh, predictions that are not based on science and poor economics, but you know, but what they're doing is uh, going to cost us trillions of dollars. It's going to hurt the poor in particular, as you said, and it fails to fix any problem. Um, they, um, uh, we simply, uh, the U.S. today, uh, in the last uh, uh, two decades, uh, has gone from 25 percent of the world's um, GDP to 28%, while Europe's has, has gone down from like 22 to 18%. One of the big differences is the climate change policy in Europe, which is early enacted, looking at renewables, has hurt their cost of energy, it's hurt their cost of, uh, of uh, living. Uh, and we've seen that uh, particularly uh, in m- more recent uh, times where natural gas in Europe, where they're having to import by failure to develop it and by Depending on Russia, their their price of gas is, you know, has gone to, uh, you know, from about six dollars to something like twenty five dollars. It's been as high as fifty dollars, uh, particularly with the Ukraine war, um, and they don't have much alternatives except to import this energy, um, with uh, and pay very high prices. Uh, we uh, in the U.S. have <clears throat> abundant resources. We uh, need to develop them. Uh, these policies that are being put in the regulation is just simply not that effective, but costing the states, uh, uh, taxpayers, <clears throat> and the consumers of power uh, unnecessary costs, and it affects uh, the poor particularly more than others. You know, we look well, at uh, this re- recent heat wave, and we're talking about my guys. This is, and these are headline things. You know that that uh, heat wave and <clears throat> how it's affecting people and and part of the issue is people can't afford the power uh, to uh, cool their homes uh, and some don't even have access to that um, so we need to have clean reliable affordable energy and the best form frankly is uh, is natural gas well, and Bob, there, the, there's the hypocrisy of this. If, in fact, those that are pushing this um, this climate change agenda, which is trying to limit uh, the use of natural uh, occurring 
uh, oil and gas products, which have, again, helped people thrive and flourish. I mean, basically everything that you could look at on your desk right now, almost everything has some kind of a petroleum product in it. And I don't think that people realize that. And all these things have made our lives better. But if, in fact, let's say that, let's say that, that what John Kerry and all of them say is true. If they really, really thought that the world was going to burn up here in a few years because of climate change, if they really thought that, then he wouldn't be getting on this jet and flying all over the world to talk about climate change. And I'm not sure if you saw this. I think it was just last week. One of the bureaucrats in Spain, uh, she actually flew to a climate conference obviously in a fossil fuel powered jet and then uh was uh, was in an SUV with SUVs in her entourage and then when she got 100 yards from the venue she pulled a bicycle out of the uh, vehicle and then she rode the last 100 yards on a bicycle and uh, of course she was caught of the hypocrisy but then uh, this is a headline that I just found last night uh, regarding Amazon it says while many companies have made climate promises in recent years Amazon has just provided a reminder that no one is enforcing those pledges the company has just backed out of a promise it made in 2019 to make half of its shipments carbon neutral. Uh, it says the company will remove as much pollution from the air as half of its shipments create by 2030, Business Insider reports. The shipment zero announcement is gone from Amazon's blog, but the internet remembers, and then the story goes on. But if Amazon, if again, if they all really believe that we're going to burn up, they would they would, uh, they would, would not be making these changes. So it's it's all, from what I can see, it's, it's really about pol- um, policy and power. Uh, Bob, is, is what, what I'm deducing on this issue. Well, I, I think that's it. Uh, it's, it's really about power and trying to use uh, this uh, false fear of uh, uh, climate catastrophe uh, as a political weapon. And they're saying we're going to save the planet. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, they're not being very effective. They carry on his missions. Uh, uh, it's somewhat humorous to see him flying around on a, on a, on a private jet. Uh, that's paid for by the government, I'm sure, uh, and going to countries and trying to uh, to lecture them on climate change. You can see the Chinese and the, uh, uh, the nation of India are not uh, paying any homage to that by the number of coal-fired plants. Um, so the reality of, of, of power and power generation and its effect on the climate is great. You know, is greatly exaggerated. Uh, and that's simply being used as a political weapon to try and and and, and garner power and concentrate that power. Uh, right, and it, the World Economic Forum and across these different areas that uh, uh, these more or less elitists are are and are and are backed by um, uh, a certain you know um, political philosophies that are, that are more social than than democratic. Um, uh, trying to force and enact these uh, policies which are not bearing fruit uh, and costing money. 
Right. It's costing a lot of money and and it's 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 making it more difficult for everyday people <clears throat> to thrive and, and prosper. And so that's why we continue to shed light on what is occurring here. I've got Bob Bos- Boswell on the line and uh, this is our health and hydrocarbon show and uh, brought to you by Karis Oil and Gas and Laramie Energy, which I'm very honored to have them. As sponsors, a new sponsor is Boson Law, and Boson Law fights for clients who have been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to careless, recklessness, or wrongful conduct of others, whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work. Don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim, so call 303 and this is easy. It's all nines, 999-9999 to schedule a complimentary appointment. And that number again is 303-999-9999. Call Boson Law now. And another great sponsor of the show is Lauren Levy. Uh, and he is an expert in the mortgage arena. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy. Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Springtown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And want to congratulate all of you. Thank you so much uh, regarding the uh, um, raising the money to uh, fix the electrical system out at the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, we did it. That is awesome. And uh, keeping those flags flying 24 hours a day is so important. And uh, again, this remodel that they're working on raising the money right now for the Marine Memorial is so important that we honor those who have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our freedom. And you can make a contribution by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And um, 
as I look at this, um, fossil fuels, I'm, you know, it's, uh, I get challenged when I use the word fossil fuels. Hydrocarbons, natural occurring oil and gas uh, fuels have made our lives better. And so this assault upon it is really about power and policy. Um, but our the engineers, the businessmen and women in this industry continue to innovate and create. And um, I have Bob Boswell on the line. He's CEO of Laramie Energy. Bob, I, I think I saw a headline that production in the Permian Basin uh, here in the West is 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 good that that we have good production coming out of that what what are you seeing well the permian basin is probably our most productive oil basin uh in the country right now and it's historically been one of the most uh it has both oil and gas and the, a lot of the oil that's produced has associated gas with it with it it's uh uh texas uh, uh regulations um are much more uh, uh, business-like, more business-friendly. It's been conducive towards the development of this area, and it's a. It was part of the Western Sedimentary Seaway. It's a, it's a lot of it is, uh, uh, you know, uh, fairly dry, arid types of of areas that uh, uh, one of the more productive uses of the land is for the development of oil and gas. And the Permian, uh, Permian uh, in the last. Probably 20 years of production has increased. It's really lowered our overall um, cost of uh, the production of oil in the United States and and, uh, and the associated gas. So, uh, but it's a uh, you know like any basin or any area, um, uh, you develop your first your best prospects first, and over time um, the production begins to roll over or flatten. And I think we're probably at that stage uh, in the Permian because it's been such a productive area and it's been the kind of the focus of uh, uh, development uh, in the U.S. for uh, for oil in particular. And it's uh, it's they're going from what you call A prospects in some areas to B, which are less productive and and uh, a little more costly. So it's uh, a great basin, uh, big contributor to the U.S. oil production, and something that. Uh, uh, Texas has fostered the development, which has uh, been important to our overall economy. And it, so is it primarily in Texas, or what area does the Permian Basin cover? Uh, pr- primarily West Texas, but parts of New Mexico. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Laramie Energy uh, produces oil and gas primarily where? Uh, we're in Colorado. It's Piance Basin, which is western Colorado. It's it's more or less kind of between um, Aspen and, and uh, Grand Junction on the east-west boundaries, and and uh, on the on the south um, and on the north it goes it goes up, up in the north it goes up higher, but on the south it goes down into New, part of it into New Mexico, uh, and then part of it up uh, up into Wyoming. So, uh, really uh, wrestling with these. Um these rules and regulations and fees and all of this, I mean, really, 
you're on the front line as far as oil and gas producers are here in Colorado of seeing what's happening. Uh, coming in on the text line, and I was also going to mention this as well, but one of our listeners said, um, how does the climate compare to the volcanic era? I see no proof that man is affecting the climate. Weather is cyclical. Uh, this is about control. As population grows, it's harder for public servants to control us. Uh, and they had a question mark. But when I was on city council, Bob, uh, there was a um, uh, the um, Reuter Hess uh, uh, reservoir was being built. And uh, so I'd taken a tour of that. And as we were going along, there'd been some digging. And I said, oh, what's that? And they said, oh, that's a fossil of a palm tree. Uh, this used to be, at some point in time, this was a tropical uh, rain for- or tropical forest here. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, well, the climate would have been warmer then. But yet we also had woolly mammoths during the Ice Age that... Uh, walked in Colorado because we have found fossils of that. So the climate has always changed. It's been hotter and cooler. And so uh, that was really, I think, my aha moment when I realized, aha, this was really more about politics and control versus climate. Um, so that was my one of my big aha moments, uh, Bob Boswell. Well, that's certainly true. It's been much hotter in the history of the earth and it's been been much colder and so uh, climate change is affected um, by many things uh, cloud coverage uh, tilt of the earth is the axis of the earth as it goes around the sun uh, solar flares off the sun uh, you know there are a number of factors that uh, can have uh, that are much larger than uh, than just man man-made uh, effects on climate uh, the, as the population of the Earth has grown, man has had more of an effect, but it's it's minor. It's uh, you know it's less than less than two degrees. In fact, uh, the Earth is much greener during these warmer periods than than it is in the in the cooler periods. And so, um, more of the Earth is uh, um, uh, is uh, produces more food and and uh, is better for the Earth uh, with these slightly warmer conditions. Uh, but it'll it will it'll probably fade back as well. Uh, you know, in the '60s there was the next ice age uh, with uh, headlines on the uh, Time magazine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think changes in the climate, uh, even minor ones, are exaggerated. Uh, you know, they're talking. We had AOC, the politicians from uh, the northeast, politician from the northeast, who was, you know, um, ten years ago uh, uh, was saying that the end of the earth was in ten years. Uh, Al Gore's been saying that for 30 years, uh, so it's it's simply a political weapon, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it's one that uh, uh, must be effective enough that they keep keep trying to use it as a uh, as a tactic to gain power. Well, and that is why it is so important to have conversations about this, to shed light on what the real agendas mm-hmm. are, and. Uh, uh, Oil and gas, uh, hydrocarbons, has made our lives better. And we we would really like that for everyone. So in third world countries, uh, I know that once... um, Oil and gas fuels, natural occurring fossil fuel, uh, I said it, natural occurring fuels uh, are introduced. It makes lives better in third world countries. So instead of trying to limit 
these fuels here in America, it seems that we would like to export prosperity and and human flourishing to other countries as well. And so that's why it's so important to have these conversations, Bob. Well, you know, I agree. In the state of Colorado, uh, they are regulating faster than they can administer. Um, you know, it's, it's it's the bias of the political parties uh, wanting to remain in power. Uh, we've just recently got some new water usage where we have to track all the water usage uh, we do, and we're uh, and which requires uh, quite a bit of uh, expense on trying to track it all. Um, and the fact is that the fresh water use in oil and gas operations is is de minimis. I think it's less than one percent in the state of Colorado. But another, you know, feel good. Let's, you know, let's administer this um, at, at a cost to uh, the, the to uh, the people of Colorado. And you know what the measure is it should be quality of life. You know, it should be uh, how do we improve the quality of life? And one of that's providing, you know, clean, affordable energy to uh, people so they can so they can afford it. And it affects the poor much more than it does. Um, you know, the average citizen, but it's still a, a cost that uh, hurts the overall economy in the, uh, in the, uh, in the U.S. and, uh, and in, uh, in the state of Colorado in particular with the overburdensome type of regulations that they keep compounding and putting on, uh, on the industry. <clears throat> Well, and that, again, Bob, I so appreciate these conversations. I appreciate your sponsorship because uh, we really need to unpeel what what's happening here uh, because um, I think it's 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 not good for the people of Colorado. And it's it, we can have human flourishing, people thriving and flourishing and taking and take good care, be good stewards of our, our planet at the same time. And, and uh, that is what we you know, what we are about. And so I appreciate, uh, appreciate the conversation, Bob Boswell, and just keep up the good work. I appreciate being cold or cool in the, the summer and warm in the winter. And I thank you for that. Yeah, Kim, well, thank you. And I'd encourage your listeners to read a book called False Alarm. It's by Bjorn Lomberg. He's a visiting professor at Copenhagen Business School and a fellow at the Hoover Institute in Standard. But it's it's uh, one book that really addresses clim- climate change, and it, uh, it's data-driven, and it's, uh, it shows the false uh, premises that are being used in climate change. Okay, false alarm. I'll get that on my, my reading list here, Bob. Thank you so much. And uh, our, quote for the, our quote for the end of the show is, uh, oh, I had it right here. It's uh, from Frederick Douglass. It says, the thing worse than rebellion is the thing that causes rebellion. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. The views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are hey, those Bob, of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show. 
Analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke. Zach, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, Producer Steve. Wednesday, hump day. It is here. That it is. And it is Wings Day at uh, Hooters Restaurants as well. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free, and that's at all their locations. Uh, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs, and that's for to-go or to dine in. Check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, our word of the day is conund- excuse me that was yesterday I, <laughs> it's a conundrum when i can't get the word of the day right here producer steve it's uh subterfuge it's a noun it's a deception used to achieve an end a deceptive stratagem or device that to which a person resorts for escape or concealment a shift an evasion an artifice employed to escape censure or the force of an argument so steve i know that you want to use it in a sentence sub sub subterfuge well i would say the word but just to say that it's become a, a a widely used tools at all levels of government let's just say that <laughs> that is absolutely true that could be uh, local county state or federal all right let's get over here to our quote of the day again mm-hmm. these stories that i'm taking from this quote book from the center for american values regarding our medal of honor recipients uh, this uh, uh, this Lucky, uh, his name is Eugene B. Flucky, and they nicknamed him Lucky Flucky. He was a United States Navy Rear Admiral who received the Medal of Honor and four Navy Crosses during his service as a submarine commander in World War II. If you want to hear the complete citation, which is amazing, uh, you can hear that again today when the first hours rebroadcast 1 to 2 on all KLZ platforms. But it is, it's a pretty remarkable story. He was born in 1913. He died in 2007. And he said this, we don't have problems, just solutions. Drive yourself, lead others, and never offend. And I I would have loved to have had a conversation with him about that word offend in 2022-23 America, because I have a feeling when he said said it there he had a different meaning than where where we are um now steve what do you think well i don't know when he when you fire eight torpedoes at a target and get eight hits i think the enemy would be offended <laughs> i think that is probably true and you know this uh, this citation the way it reads is just a, a day or two in his life you wonder what his military career was was like well gosh yeah so the medal of honor and four Navy crosses. That's that's pretty remarkable. And but again, you and I were talking about it in the first hour 
<laughs> the uh, submarines of World War II are not the submarines of today. And the aircraft of World War II is not the aircraft of today. What those guys did is pretty amazing. The other thing is is it, it combat uh, very quickly turns boys into men. And what we see here in 2023 America, uh, the emasculation of our, our men, the canceling of our, our women, this trans activist uh, agenda, um, this, is, this, is, this is not what I think our founders envisioned a virtuous society to be. Um, we need to uphold our young men and, and help them, our young boys, and help them to become men. And um, I'm, I know I'm going to say something controversial, but when we started to have girls be in Boy Scouts, I, I thought, you know what, That's uh, I see a problem with that. And again, I think this was uh, starting the emasculation of our young men. And uh, I, I really felt Boy Scouts should be boys and Girl Scouts should be girls. I was a campfire girl myself, and I learned a lot from that. In fact, I found the Campfire Handbook, and I'm, I'm going to date myself because it was really teaching us about being young women and and being um, wives and, and mothers and contributors to society. And... Uh, uh, I, when we started to cloud the waters, I think it started to become a problem. Is that pretty controversial? What I, or do you even want to jump into that? Well, uh, I do. I, those who have brought this current state of affairs about, you know, transgenderism or, like you said, you know, let's, let's let girls be Boy Scouts. And, I mean, it, they just basically looked at the traditional boundaries, foundational things that we've always had in place and say, that has to go. If, if right. we're going to succeed in our agenda, which is what it is, then those things got to go. And the rest of us sit back kind of stupefied, and we just don't know what's coming next. But you used a word a little while ago. I don't know if you caught yourself. Virtuous. And, you know, uh, Alan Thomas would be proud because he helped me that one day. I was struggling, and I'm thinking, what's going on in this society, in this culture uh, morally, and 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 he 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 jumped out in front of me. He said, "Virtue, virtuous is the word you're looking for." Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm thinking virtuous, I wanted to get over here to a, a headline. But what's coming up is the um, <clears throat> USA versus the Netherlands. Apparently, the uh, women's World Cup tonight is um, going to be the USA, and and uh, apparently a number of the uh, United States women players uh, did not honor the national anthem, and I am uh, actually getting getting a little um, <laughs> a little tired of uh, this behavior, uh, particularly <laughs> after I've been going through these quotes uh, from the Medal of Honor uh, book. And uh, there is a reason why we honor our flag. There is a reason why we honor our. Uh, national anthem, and it is because of all those that have come before us, so that uh, you actually have the freedom that you can disrespect. Uh, you can d- disrespect these things, but the reason that you have the freedom is because there have been those that have given their lives, have been willing to give their lives, s- so that you can do that. And so, um, I would say, grow up 
and uh, show a little respect for this. So I will not be watching that game tonight, Producer Steve. And, and I do like soccer, but I'm not going to be watching that tonight. It will be interesting to see how they conduct themselves because they have endured or brought down the wrath of uh, many different people uh, based on their recent behavior. And, you know, like people like uh, Tom Brady, let's say, you know, the former uh, quarterback, mostly for the Patriots. You know, he, he just he's kind of full of himself. And, and I wouldn't have expected him to speak out on this, but he did. And I, I just thought, well, good for you, Tom. Stand up and, you know, make these, you know, make it known what's happening. And, and like you said, yeah, they had the freedom to not to be respectful but why would you if you if you really knew and understood what has gone before in this country why would you choose to disrespect that well, and and you're also nailing something right there, is they don't know. This is also where the educational system, you know, it's become co-opted, the public education system. And we've not taught this uh, to our young people. So they don't understand these stories. That's why uh, the work that's going on down at the Center for American Values, and you can get more information in, at AmericanValuesCenter.org, and then also the work at the USMC Memorial uh, Foundation, what they're doing uh, to keep all these stories alive, what we're doing with America's veteran stories, um, if people don't know and they've been fed this, uh, you know, just fed all the, the bad things that America has done, then that's what you get is these young women that are standing there on the world stage disrespecting America. And so I guess, you know, I guess I'm frustrated with them. But I, I guess we really need to come back and say, hey, we've been at the we've been at the you know, behind the wheel here on this and we've let this happen. And so that's why we have to reclaim this great American idea. And we know it's not perfect, but the ideal of America is pretty close to perfect as far as all men are created equal. And President Calvin Coolidge said, if all men are created equal, then that is final. And that each individual has these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Well, those are pretty high ideals that we need to be striving towards instead of trying to tear down the one country in all of human history that was founded on this idea. And quite frankly, I don't know of any other countries that are having a border problem like we are, where people are trying to get into our country. Now, I know that there's border problems in North Korea, Cuba, China. People might like to get out of there. But no, people aren't uh, trying to cross the border into those countries. They're trying to get out of there. And the reason is, is because of this great American idea. And uh, we get to do this because and have these conversations because there are others, our sponsors, that believe this is so important as well. And one of those sponsors is Roger Mangan. And he knows that life can be challenging. So it's the Mangan State Farm team's uh, mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of your everyday life. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight. First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. 
That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And uh, you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And I've got a question for, for producer Steve. We started to do these big westerns on Wednesdays. And did we decide to do that? Did you and Charlie decide to do that because uh, it's a Trent Loose Wednesday? Or what was the thought process on that? Uh, that was BT, uh, before Trent. Oh. But somebody knew. Somebody knew that we were going to be having uh, Trent Loose Wednesdays. He's a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. And uh, very fortuitous that we do these um, bumper music of these big westerns, which I love. Trent Loose, welcome. It's great to have you. Great to be here, Kim. So several things. Big Western Wednesday. Big Western Wednesday, for sure. I love those. I love those. Um, Coming in on the text line, I said in the last segment, uh, we were talking, well, we were talking about the um, U.S. women's soccer team not honoring our our national anthem. And and I, I, I said that um, I really started to see the clouding of the issues when girls started to be Boy Scouts. I really feel, um, you know, emasculating our young men. And I, I really feel that that, that kind of changed the, the things when you, when you put girls in the mix with Boy Scouts. And, and then I said, so I think Boy Scouts should be boys. I think Girl Scouts should be girls. I said, I was a campfire girl when I was a kid. <laughs> One of our listeners said, and now you can't have a campfire and you can't be a girl. And I'm like, can you believe that now, Trent Luce? All right. You really want to stir the pot, Kim? Let's do it. Before girls became Boy Scouts, we also had young ladies fighting on the front lines with young men in a time of battle and war. I've never been okay with that. I think that our women are very patriotic. Our women have a tremendous amount to contribute, even in the military. I just never, as a red-blooded American male, thought that we should have our women on the front lines doing battle. And it's not that they're not capable. I think that they should be treated at a different level than that. 
Well, and uh, I'll stir the pot some more because I totally agree with you. Uh, and yet I, uh, yes, I, uh, and I, you know, I, with my America's Veterans Story show, I've met many, many women veterans and uh, as you said, capable, but I agree with you. I, I don't think that there should be a mix of that. And, and speaking of that, um, there is a website, it's called stars, S T A R R S. And I'm not sure if it's .com or what I'll find that, but it keeps a, it keeps us informed on what is happening in the military. And, oh, my gosh, there's goofiness. It's, it's stars.us is what it is. And I'd been over taking a look at it. And recent, it said that uh, the United States Air Force, in order to try to increase recruitment, was going to have women bunk with men. It's like, what could go wrong with that, Trent Luce? Yeah, at the same time as the U.S. Air Force was also recruiting illegals and talking about paying them. And now we're going to bunk them with women? I mean, this is not about building the strength and the security of our nation. This is about creating chaos. Well, and it is, it's uh, it's very dangerous because it is weakening our defense. And uh, uh, people don't even realize uh, the danger of this, Trent Luce. Yeah, and, and back to your Boy Scout thing, because I'm not poo-pooing that in any way, shape, or form. I just think that we've been on this progression much longer than anybody really recognized. I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I recognized any of this until the last three years, but I never was content, even as a daughter, a father of three daughters, content with uh, the women being put in battle. And then I had many friends who are lifelong Boy Scout leaders, and, and all of that came from the very top, and it comes from a, a national organization, just like the United Methodist Church comes from a national organization. And one step farther, you know, my family is we're third generation 4-H leaders, and 4-H has been the the clover kid opportunity for kids, whether you're rural or urban, either one, to learn a skill and develop work ethic and all of these things that are very important. And I was asked to come and speak at a, a regional extension meeting that took place in Columbia, Missouri, about 10 years ago. And the reason I was asked to come and speak, and we had about half of the nation was present, the the eastern half of the United States, through the extension programs and basically state 4-H coordinators. And the the whole problem coming out of Washington, D.C., where the 4-H headquarters, National 4-H headquarters is, would then spill over into the states. And Taylor Bryant, I don't mind giving her a shout-out. She asked me to come and speak at this group of 4-H leaders because she said, Trent, we are getting too far from the roots of 4-H. So the roots of 4-H through the extension program is about teaching skills needed for survival. It's that simple. I need you to come in and kind of bring us back to the roots of 4-H and why we're here. I did my normal thing. I did what I always do, talking about growing up as a sixth-generation United States farmer, uh, alongside my father, my grandfather, both of them were 4-H leaders. We have a history of 4-H. And when I got done speaking, there were three states. There were, like, multiple people from each state. But three states came up to me, and they all said, Mr. Lewis, we really appreciate your passion for agriculture. We just want to let you know you represent what 4-H has been, not what it's going to be. That was a sign of what was to come and all of the chaos that they planned to be a part of creating. Whether they were knowingly part of that creating chaos or not, that's exactly what they're doing. We often get too far from our roots. 
Well, and, and let's just do a little wordplay on this uh, because the chaos, what is the opposite of chaos it is order. And I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about order, uh, that the U.S. Constitution and, and the vision of the Declaration, the U.S. Constitution put in place a society that would be a society of order. And so this assault upon the the basics of the vision of this uh, declaration that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That is under direct assault when you put people in groups instead of recognizing them as individuals. And the U.S. Constitution was put in place to have an orderly society. And that is why we have seen this assault upon the, the narrative of the founders to try to discredit the founders, to try to try to discredit the Constitution. And we have a, a ton of chaos right going on right now. And by trying to put these people into groups. And that's why, Trent, I know that you are focused on this. I am as well. Is speaking truth into this chaos is the only way that we are going to um, to reclaim order. Um, what do you think? Oh, I agree 100%. The problem is that too many people think there's a silver bullet. There is no silver bullet. It is going to take one person one day at a time. We take this country back one county at a time. We can't sit back and say, well, we just got to have more integrity in our next election and we'll fix it. That's not going to fix it. It's going to take work from every person engaged and every person who wants to bring the representative republic back to the vision of our founding fathers. So, and I've, I've been doing these quotes from the Center for American Values, and I'll, I want to give those websites again for Center of American Values. It's AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. I talked about that in the first segment. And then also the USMC Memorial Foundation is the USMC Memorial Foundation.org. Uh, just um, two great organizations. But the, the, each one of us needs to pick one thing, whether or not it is school board or city council or county commissioners. Each of us needs to pick one thing, and we need to get to know about it. We need to engage in it. We need to get to know those that are uh, our elected representatives. I will no longer call them elected officials. Uh, they are not officials over my life. They are representatives over my life. But, again, this battle of the narrative is so important. So we need to, to explain that. And, and it also subtly reminds them that they are representatives of us, the people, not that they are not working. They, what I see many times, Trent, is these people get into elected office, and they're, they're conditioned, actually. They, they may be very well-intentioned, but they're conditioned then that they are representing the entity, the city or the, the county or whatever it is. It's no, they are representatives of the people. We need to remind ourselves of that, and we need to remind them of that as well, Trent Luce. Yeah, I actually have a great example of that that uh, I don't think we have time to dig into right now, but I want to dig into that in the next segment when we come back after the break, and that is a vote that took place in the U.S. Senate yesterday with a 92-7 to result. So that, I mean, how often does that happen where you have such bipartisan support? But we need to focus on the seven that voted against it. I'll just leave that as a little cliffhanger. But I wanted to follow up on your school board thing because Kelly and I have been committed to engaging and trying to be a part of fixing the school board issue. It's a statewide issue. It's a federal issue. But it also happens at the county level. I attended a meeting 10 days ago at our school board, our local school board, and they were approving the handbook. 
And as they approve the handbook, each item come up. If a board member has a question, because you in the audience can't ask a question, and you can make a comment during your comment period, but you can't ask a question. If they, if the board member has a question, which they have all the details on every bit of language that this handbook is is going to include. Well, lo and behold, I found out a week later, even though I was at the meeting, that it was not disclosed that in front of me there was a passage of a order in the handbook where we hired a third administrator in a school that has 294 students in pre-K, pre-K through seniors. Why do we need three administrators? Why do we need a pre-K administrator? Why do we need a three, two administrators? We should have a principal and a superintendent. That's it. But it was passed right under my nose, Kim, even though I'm very in tune with these issues, because it wasn't disclosed until later we found out what actually was included. That's why you must remain vigilant, get involved, and not let these people ruin your life. Well, it is so disingenuous uh, to do that, and I've got a little story. Let me make a note on that regarding the library that I can tell you about as well. I'm talking with Trent Luce, sixth-generation farmer and rancher, and we have these conversations because rural America, we talked with Bob Boswell with Laramie Energy in the first hour, uh, rural America has been providing power that powers our lives, which uh, keeps us cool on these hot days with our air conditioning, keeps us warm in the winter, but also our food sources. And by trying to constrict this power, that uh, this affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy, by trying to restrict this through public policy and fees and fines and taxes, is it is really going to hurt our quality of life. <clears throat> and we, I think we, we would like to export, export um, high quality of life to others instead of having these PBIs try to import misery onto everyday people. So that's why we, we highlight our food production, our energy production, which powers our lives. It comes from rural America, rural Colorado, and we need to, to make sure that we understand you know how that happens, and that's why we have Trent Loose on on uh, every Wednesday. Uh, and uh, each of these sponsors that I have, I so highly recommend them. And one of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. If your air conditioning is not working right now, uh, be sure and uh, reach out to them. And again, I have great sponsors. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. 
All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And did want to mention Jansen Photography, located out, uh, right here in Lakewood, Colorado. Uh, they have a beautiful property for beautiful portraits, and they specialize in family portraits, uh, portraits of children. In fact, last week, one of our listeners said, hey, when my kids were little, I had Jansen Photography uh, take portraits of them, and it's just such a treasure, and it is. They grow up quickly, so make that appointment now. Senior portraits, uh, school's right around the corner, so uh, get those um, appointments booked for your senior portraits, and of course, you need to have a good photo for your business or political career, and Jansen Photography can do that. Uh, on the line with me is Trent Luce, sixth-generation farmer and rancher. We talk about rural Colorado, rural America, and uh, how it makes our lives better. And there's, there, it's it's under assault. Our food production is under assault. Our energy production is under assault. And uh, so that's why we have Trent on regularly. But I want to hear about this vote in Congress, 92-7, uh, that you were uh, giving us as a cliffhanger there, uh, Trent Luce. So it was actually in the Senate yesterday. The oh, of course Senate it would be. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Ninety-two to seven. Um, Rand Paul, being the only constitutional individual in the Senate that voted no on this particular bill, and you're going to say that's weird, Trent. Why would you not support what they voted on? So it's part of the National Defense Act, and there's a provision, an amendment. There, there's the biggest problem with our legislative body right now is that we put 47,000 amendments in every bill so that when you pass a, a bill, you've got 13,000 pages to go through to figure out what rule and regulation we got to fix next. So well, the vote of, I repeat for the last time, 92 to 7, the U.S. Senate votes to put the amendment in the National Defense Act that they are opposed to China, North Korea, Iran, and Russia purchasing farmland and that on the surface sounds like a great thing, except if you read what they voted on, they voted on that it cannot be accomplished without the approval or denial of the president. Well, number one, why really? is this a issue? This should be, that's how it was reported, and this should be a state issue. I am not in favor of China buying another acre of land. I don't actually know how much they own. I don't think anybody knows, although you can find how much land that China owns. But who is China? China has how many people they're funneling money through. And what what I am really upset about on this is that, you know, every day I work with now we have formed the Free Soil Coalition, which is based off of the Free Soil Party, but it's about owning land without the cumbersome of taxes and government overreach and everything that leads to where we have the erosion of property rights. So the same entity that is saying, we don't want China or these countries to own any farmland in the United States. But if the president approves it, it's fine. But at the same time, they continue to support easements, particularly for CO2 pipeline, 
where if you as a landowner sign this easement, you're giving, and, and I'm just using the CO2 pipeline as an example because this is occurring in every state every day in some form or fashion. If you sign an easement for perpetuity, that easement is now removed your property rights for perpetuity. That's for however many generations your family or whoever you sell this property to is going to own it forever. And there's nothing in this easement contract that says they can't sell an easement to China. So think about this. We're saying that we don't want China to own land. But in a sense, we're saying that it's okay for Trent Luce to own land, pay taxes on the land, maybe have a mortgage on the land, but yet China could purchase the easement to tell Trent Luce what he does with his land. This is extremely problematic. So Rand Paul, who were who were the other others that voted against? I I sorry, Kim. I only know oh. the only guy, the only uh, senator with an R behind their name was Rand Paul. Oh, everybody else was Democrats, huh? Well, I no and... longer say that because I don't I don't know what a Democrat is. I don't know what a Republican is. I know what it's supposed to be, but obviously that's not playing out. So I'm just decided today. This is my little movement today. If you're an elected official, oh, I just screwed up. If you're an elected representative, because I love what you just said. If you're an elected representative, you're either a constitutional representative or you're not. Forget the Democrat, Republican, all this other stuff. Are you a constitutional representative or not? I love that as well. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about this free soil uh, organization that you have, because I... I really think we must have property tax reform, not only here in Colorado, but I think in every state. But this idea that if your property goes up in value, uh, so the assessment of the value goes up, that you're going to be paying more in taxes is it's actually really ludicrous because, uh, of course, when you sell the property, then you might have capital gains that you'd have to pay on. But here we, we had a, what happened is people are really getting squeezed here in Colorado because because of policy. Uh, there's been um, uh, lowering of supply of single family homes. And so when you lower supply and then uh, then we've seen through and I, I have this in air quotes, economic development. But what it really is, is PBIs picking winners and losers saying to a big company, hey, if you will come to uh, Colorado or come to this community, we'll give you a break on taxes or rules or regulations, and they're all uh, put together in different ways. But it basically is an unlevel playing field. But So these economic incentives are used to, to bring in a, a corporation because it'll be economic development. It'll bring in employees and uh, increase the tax base. I mean, it's, it's a web is, is you know, really... Um, you know what we have going on here. And now I lost. Oh, so with that, it's increased the prices, or the value of homes and uh, significantly. And people are facing anywhere from a 30 to 40 to 50 percent increase in their property taxes uh, this year. And there's all kinds of Band-Aids that are being proposed. And one of those is Prop HH, which m- must be defeated because it, it really takes our Colorado's taxpayer bill of rights refunds forever. But but I think instead of a Band-Aid, we need to have a real conversation about this because I'm concerned that people are going to get taxed out of their homes uh, or their property, uh, Trent. Uh, so tell me more about free soil. Well, first of all, you're, you're 
premise is exactly right. And it doesn't matter what state you're in, this property tax thing is completely out of whack. In our home state of Nebraska, our property tax, Kelly and I, has gone up in the past 11 years by 243%. In the state of Nebraska, the beef state has more beef production than any other state. Sorry, Texas, it's currently Nebraska. The first $120 for every calf produced goes to pay property taxes. This doesn't pay for a feed. This doesn't pay for veterinary medicine. This doesn't pay for anything. It's the first $120 is for property taxes. So you've already got a hole there. And I spent six years at our state capital in Lincoln, every legislative session, trying to fix this property tax problem. And I finally figured out, even though my governor, Pete Ricketts, at the time was a champion in trying to have a reform to property tax, we had to understand it's not going to happen in Denver not going to happen in Cheyenne. It has to happen in the county because the county is basically controlling it. And you nailed it. What we have had happening in Nebraska, I know it's happening in other states. I talked to folks in Iowa yesterday, same thing is happening. They know there is pressure coming to reduce the tax burden. So what they've already put in place is that they are increasing the assessed value of said property so that if your mill levy goes from, let's just say, cowboy math, you got to do everything on the even. So just to say well, your mill levy was a dollar and we're going to take it to 90 cents, well, that's all fine and dandy because they've already increased the appraised value to the point where they've overcompensated for the reduction in the property tax. So, yeah, your property tax may have gone down, but your total pay goes up. And at the end of the day, what do we have, Kim? We have people that don't use the money frugally. My favorite word. Are you frugal? Be conservative is supposed to mean something. You believe in less government, less spending, more power to the people. And even the people who campaign on we are for the people, we're going to be conservative, are spending more money at local governments, at state government and federal government than we ever could have. The only way we fix this is, yes, we charge down the path of having a reduction in property tax, but we impress upon these elected representatives that you have to spend less. Less government is the only answer. Uh, less government. Uh, so less government, smaller government means bigger individuals, and and that and we're in the the we're in the battle for this right now, uh, in in America. And so I've got another thing I'm going to toss out here. I was going to tell you the library story, but I'm, that'll be for a different day, I think, is um, I want to talk about term limits when we come back with uh, Trent Luce, because um, uh, I think it's a really important subject. And uh, we will talk about that because we have uh, wonderful sponsors. And my friends, uh, a great way to support the show is if you need their goods or services, give them your business. I know each and every one of my sponsors personally, they all strive for excellence. And I'm really blessed to have such great sponsors. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating. And Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. 
no matter how you define it. Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. You want to be proactive about protecting your home and family in light of high crime and uncertain times. You need to go to Franktown Firearms. As a family-owned and family-friendly gun store and range, Franktown Firearms invites you to train and learn together. They want you and your family to be safe and confident in using the firearms you purchase. And while most ranges will teach you to shoot down a straight line, Franktown offers a more tactical approach where you're walking, ducking, drawing in more realistic scenarios and always with safety as a top priority. Training your family to defend themselves is an important process. You need a patient and experienced trainer to work with. Franktown Firearms offers group classes, one-on-one training, and special shooting events like Tactical Fun Night to improve your skill and have fun while you're at it. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, Trent Luce is on the line with me, sixth generation farmer and rancher. You can find him at B-E-K-T-V, Loose Tales Media, that's L O. OS Tales Media and uh, just a couple of things. Um, Eric t- texted and said that um, Kim and producer Steve, the Big Valley uh, theme song is by far the best ever, hands down. Uh, another listener said our politicians are public servants. Uh, another listener said just sent this to both of us, you and I. The easements are telling. Uh, as uh, is ownership of mineral and water rights underground. Who owns them? That's a big question. But I want to get over here to term limits. And Johnny texted me to say this. He said, term limits could be when we vote these people out if they're not doing what we, the people, put them to do, in to do. And so here in Colorado, I think Colorado was one of the first states to put in term limits. And I, as I look back... I think that this is one of the ways that it's turned the legislature blue. People refer to Colorado as a blue state. I do not think that we are a blue state. I think that we are a a state of individual, rugged people that built this state. But the legislature is blue. In fact, it's radical activist uh, blue. And I think term limits contributed to that. And we have Republicans that push term limits. I don't think that they... Either they knew or they didn't think about the the consequences of it because um, you might have had a really good legislator that got termed out. And then uh, this new election, um, you know, we've we've seen some of these seats then go to 
you know, go to the, where we move to these radical activists. The ter- real term limits should be people voting at the at the uh, voting box, uh, at the ballot box, and uh, a virtuous society. That's where I think the term limits should be, and I, I just realized I'm coming. That's where I'm at now. No, we don't need government to come in with term limits. What do you think, though, Trent Luce? So this has been a very widely debated topic, and if you may or may not know, the state of North Dakota just last year, in the last general election, voted to put term limits in place. And there are many people that uh, threw a fit about that, and it's two terms. In fact, the state of Nebraska, we have term limits because we had one person that just camped out, and he continually was elected. So we put in term limits because of one person. Isn't that the problem with government? We find one example of something we don't like so then we create a new law regulation to say that this is bad across the board if you actually look i agree with your concept 100 percent. if you look at the, your concept being that the people are the term limit deciders because the people voting all of that though kim by the way is predicated on the fact that we have integrity at the election booth and that we actually get in power I don't like the word power. If it, we put in place as a uh, elected representative the person we voted for, so it really comes back to the election. If you do not have an election with integrity, you don't have any ability to have term limits or we the people in charge. You have uh, totally nailed it. <clears throat> and that's another thing here in Colorado is we for sure have legalized election manipulation, and that is with these mail-in ballots that are flying all over the state. And uh, then once those ballots are cr- uh, created, we need to have integrity and understand how, how they're they're voted. And uh, we do not have that in Colorado Um, right now. But the other thing that people don't think about with term limits, when you term out representatives, it just empowers the unelecteds, that fourth branch of government, the bureaucrats, uh, to, to be in place. So the bureaucrats are living off of uh, off of our tax dollars, they don't get termed out. They have the these uh, jobs where they get healthy salaries, great benefits, and uh, retirement. And so, I think that term limits only empowers. I call them, well, it's part of this PBIs, but it empowers the bureaucrats because they're unaccountable to the people and they are do not um, have to uh, be be elected. And so, terming the elected representative out only empowers the bureaucrats. So if there's ever going to be term limits, it should be on bureaucrats. I think that's where we start. Uh, Trent, your thoughts? I, I agree 100%. The bureaucrat is the problem. We have some senators, some representatives that get a lot of attention who've been there forever. Look at Chuck Grassley. You know, Chuck Grassley can be a brilliant elected official from an Iowa. Everybody's applauding. Not everybody. I hear he's under great criticism for finally, finally getting the real data about the FBI and what they have stifled. And I'm not talking about that particular topic. I'm talking about Chuck Grassley. He's been in elected office forever. But if you look at the data and the amount of turnover that both houses of Congress, the Senate and the House, it's pretty significant the number of times that you have turnover taking place. Keep in mind the representative has to be elected every two years. They're constantly campaigning. That, that's a bit problematic in itself. How about actually sitting down and representing the will of the people instead of always thinking about how you get the next vote? 
Well, and speaking of, and, and the founders put that in place, though, so that every two years these representatives would be answerable to the people. And, uh, and and we have a situation out here in Colorado with Lauren Boebert. She has been, I, I she's been fearless as far as, uh, you know, being one of the, the, those in the Freedom Caucus, which actually got some good things to happen with uh, Kevin McCarthy on that uh, Speaker of the House election. But she is really under fire, not only from the Democrats, but also from the uh, Republican operative consultant class. Uh, they already have a primary opponent um, running against her. So uh, this is not just on the Democrat or Republican side. And so I, I like what you're saying is, are you a constitutional uh, constitutionalist or not? We've got Eric uh, on the line. Eric, what's on your radar? Hi. Good morning, Trent. Hi, Kim. You know, um, Trent, have, hi, buddy. Have you heard anything in the news, um, you know, buzzing that Eric Comer of the Dominion Machines, sir, that he's going to go before Congress? Because I don't know why they haven't had him in front of, you know, Jim Jordan and the rest of the good guys on our side. I, Trent, have you heard anything along that line? No. No, I've not heard anything along that line. Okay. And uh, we had, when this came in from one of our listeners, it said not only the ballots, but the machines, any type of machine should absolutely not be used in elections in any fashion. And we actually had a piece of legislation that was proposed here in Colorado that, uh, and it died, um, didn't even make it out of committee, that basically said that machines should not be able to be um, attached to the Internet. And it's like, of course, they should not be, but should not be allowed to, but uh it you, you take a look at those Mesa County reports, and it does look like those machines have been um, have have the ability to be connected to the internet. So, true, uh, we need to we need to have election integrity across the board. We must have elections that are free, um, fair, and honest. And uh, those that stand in the way on both sides of the aisle that want to make that happen. We really should uh, be voting them out of office, and um, we really should be taking a look at these bureaucrats. So, okay, we have just a few minutes left. Trent, um, continue on. What what else should people know about, or what else would you like to comment on? Well, it's kind of the same premise, Kim. We always come back to sitting back saying, what are they going to do for me? What's that elected representative going to do for me? They're not going to do anything for you. We have to understand. We truly want to follow the Constitution. It says we need to be a dutiful citizen. And so being dutiful means accomplishing what it is you started this whole discussion with, showing up at that local level. We are continually distracted by what is taking place. Who left the cocaine in the White House? I frankly don't care who left the cocaine in the White House. That's a distraction from what your local school board's doing or what your county commissioners are doing and spending money. We should not have cocaine in the White House, but that whole concept is just another path of creating chaos instead of keeping us focused on how we take this country back. We dismantle the federal government by empowering the local elected officials and the school uh, representatives and the people who show up at committee meetings. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, hard, oh, habits are hard to break. I know it is. But I know you it stay is. Stay on me. I, I will. And we have Scott in Colorado Springs. Scott, what is on your radar? Uh, yes. Well, first of all, I think we all should support Lauren Bobart, but 
What you started off this morning about the sexual immorality being pushed. Uh, right. Hold on. Um, you remember a few weeks ago there was that pedophile performing in front of all those women and children? Which well, time? I, but continue on. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I did notice about that is two things. One of the children was covering his face and turning away, so let's pray for his... Uh, his innocence being protected but another thing is i did not see any fathers involved in that so we need to get the fathers involved uh excellent point thank you scott in uh in colorado springs and again trent this is such a big subject but this has been a long time in coming and that is the emasculation of our young men and uh, uh, in fact, there, recently there was a, a headline that I saw that a, a woke millennial woman said, why is it that all real masculine men are conservative? And it's like, hmm, I wonder. We've got about a minute left. Trent, uh, your final thought. That soy boys cause real problems. What you eat determines how you think. Make sure that you choose your diet wisely or you too could be a problem. And what's a soy boy? I don't know that. <laughs> soy boy is uh, a, supposedly a guy who eats too much tofu and the estrogen comp- component because soy and legumes are off the charts in terms of the amount of estrogen. And so I, as a male, have estrogen, but my testosterone way outweighs my estrogen. But if you consume only food items that are high in estrogen, you too could become a soy boy. <laughs> I had never heard that, Trent Luce. And um, we will That's be back. I'm here, Kim, to bring you to the new horizons <laughs> of the future. The new horizons of the future. Trent Luce, sixth generation farmer and rancher. Uh, greatly appreciate the conversation, and uh, we will continue on. And uh, just a couple of other, I've got, got a, time for just one, I think, one text message uh, regarding this whole climate change conversation that we were having in the first hour. It says they're using climate change to scare people into submission. I think that is, is uh, absolutely true. Oh, and then one other one. I guess I'm not pronouncing Kamala's name right. It says, Kim, love your show. Kamala is pronounced Kamala Harris. And so thank you for, we try to get it right here. So a uh, quote for the end of the show is from Frederick Douglass. He said, the thing worse than rebellion is the thing that causes rebellion. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well of honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Friend, my friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Like a new moon rising fierce Through the rain and lightning Wandering out into this great unknown And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.